Once upon a time, there was a little girl who loved to dance. Her parents were ballroom dancers, smooth, gliding, and delightful to watch. She wanted to do that, too, but there were no ballroom lessons for little girls at that time. She took a tap lesson or two, but the dance school was too far away for her to walk or for her driving shy mother to drive. Then there was nothing until her junior high school offered dance lessons during the physical education period, all kinds of dance, square, cha-cha, rumba, mambo, salsa, waltz, foxtrot. That's when she realized her parents were her best dance teachers. And that dancing was in her blood. When she hit college, she went dancing with her buddies every chance she got. At that time, it was clubs. Eventually she married, had a family, and only danced at weddings. It wasn't such a happy time for her. But her children grew older and she found she could bring them to swing dances with her. She was happy again. One of these children grew up to initiate and teach blues dance lessons every week. She was ecstatic. That group is Sustainable Blues, Phoenix, and that child is Abby Wegerski. The little dancer grown up? It's me, as if you hadn't guessed by now. And here's comes the reason for the dancing introduction to this week's blog. We have chronic kidney disease, we need to exercise at least half an hour a day for five days a week, daily if possible. This little tidbit from what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease explains why. I researched, researched and researched again. Each explanation of what exercise does for the body was more complicated than the last one I read. Keeping it simple, basically, there's a compound released by voluntary muscle contraction. It tells the body to repair itself and grow stronger. I went into this just a bit further in the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 1. With chronic kidney disease, I need the daily exercise to keep my organs, all of them, strong, especially since CKD can eventually affect your other organs. It's our not-quite-filtered blood that feeds these organs, so we need to keep them healthy in as many ways as we can. Okay. Got it. Now the biggie, is dancing the exercise we think it is? I turned to WebMD at http colon slash slash www.webmd.com slash fitness exercise slash features slash dancing your way to better health number two for the following. Exercise physiologist Catherine Cram Mississippi, of Comprehensive Fitness Consulting in Middleton, Wisconsin, is the one being quoted. Once someone gets to the point where they're getting their heart rate up, they're actually getting a terrific workout, dance is a weight-bearing activity, which builds bones. It's also wonderful for your upper body and strength, says Cram. Weight-bearing? I wasn't so sure I could accept that so I turned to the National Institute of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal and Skin Diseases at http colon slash slash www.neoms.nih.gov slash health underscore info slash bone slash bone underscore health slash exercise slash default.asp for verification. The best exercise for your bones is the weight-bearing kind, which forces you to work against gravity. Some examples of weight-bearing exercises include weight training, walking, hiking, jogging, climbing stairs, tennis, and dancing. Look at that last word. Finally. My weight is working for me, instead of against me. Of course, I am in no way suggesting you gain weight so you can get more of the weight-bearing benefits of dancing. You know that, don't you? Don't you? But that's not the only benefit of dancing as a weight-bearing exercise. In the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 2 I included part of a Los Angeles Times article about weight-bearing exercise. Tiger is Jeffrey Tiger, an exercise physiologist at Grand Valley State University in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and a fellow of the American College of Sports Medicine. Another big advantage, is improving glucose metabolism, 
which can reduce the risk of diabetes. Strength training boosts the number of proteins that take glucose out of the blood and transport it into the skeletal muscle, giving the muscles more energy and lowering overall blood glucose levels. If you have uncontrolled glucose levels, Potiger said, that can lead to kidney damage, damage to the circulatory system and loss of eyesight. I found the following list on the website of Australia's Victoria State Government Better Health Channel at https://www.betterhealth.vic.gov.au/health/healthy-living/dance-health-benefits. After a bit of digging and liked how succinctly it demonstrated just how much we benefit ourselves when we dance. Health benefits of dancing. Dancing can be a way to stay fit for people of all ages, shapes and sizes. It has a wide range of physical and mental benefits including Improved condition of your heart and lungs. Increased muscular strength, endurance and motor fitness. Increased aerobic fitness. Improved muscle tone and strength. Weight management. Stronger bones and reduced risk of osteoporosis. Better coordination, agility and flexibility. Improved balance and spatial awareness. Increased physical confidence. Improved mental functioning. Improved general and psychological well-being greater self-confidence and self-esteem, better social skills. Wow, just wow. Who knew that the little girl who loved dancing would grow up to be the woman who used what she loved to help keep her chronic kidney disease under control? After all this good news, actually joyful to me, I unfortunately have to end this week's blog on a cautionary note. It's been brought to my attention that students are still being tricked into wasting their money by renting my chronic kidney disease books for more than it would cost to buy them or asking their libraries to order copies to be borrowed for free. So, here's the same warning I published earlier this year in Slow It Down CKD 2015. Students, do not rent any of these, for example my CKD books, for a semester. The cost for that is much higher than buying the book. Having been a college instructor, I know you sometimes have to buy your textbooks before the class begins and the instructor has the chance to tell you this. College has changed. It's no longer two or three terms a year. Many college classes have staggered start dates, some weekly, some monthly. Many of the duped students use their financial aid money to pay these book rental companies. Be careful, students. Until next week. Keep living your life.